You are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at GraceNationMin and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Yo, yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and I am so excited for today's episode. We have a lot in store for you today, but I want to make a quick announcement, a few announcements because we have some awesome stuff going on. First announcement is, you need to go sign up to my newsletter. I know I've been talking about this a lot, but I am writing a book. That's right, I am writing a book, and if you were signed up to my newsletter, you're gonna get that book completely for free. That's right, you're not gonna have to pay for it at all. It's gonna it's gonna cost money, people are gonna have to buy it. You're not gonna have to pay for it at all. So, you don't wanna miss out, you wanna head over, I'll put the link in the show notes, Put your name and your email, and you will get my book completely for free. So that's announcement number one. You need to go check that out. I'll have it in the show notes for you. Announcement number two is Grace Nation's logo is changing. That's right. Our Bringing Grace to the Nation's logo is changing. Um, it's been my that yellow color with my face, and then it said Bringing Grace to the Nation's. That's what it's been. I'm tired of looking at my face, especially now as we're growing and the audience is getting larger and we are moving up the charts. It's time for my face not to be on the cover. Um, so I have an awesome, I have a, I have the person who designed my Grace Nation Ministries logo. She is going at it and I've given her my vision for the logo and hopefully we'll have it out soon. So that's going to be coming out and I hope you guys are excited about that because I am definitely excited. And then announcement number three, and probably the most exciting out of all of them, is Grace Nation Ministries and Bringing Grace to the Nations now has merch. That's right. You can go buy t-shirts and hoodies and coffee mugs and all that cool stuff. I will put a link to our store down in the descript or down in the show notes. Go check it out. I, I don't know when I'm planning on launching it. Hopefully, by the time this podcast is out, if it's not up by the time this podcast is out, I will have the launch dates in the description of the show. And then whenever the podcast launches and, and the store launches, I'll put the link to that podcast in in the show notes for you guys. So we have a store. It's not out yet. You guys better get ready. I'll have discount codes for all of you to get free stuff because who doesn't like free stuff? And I hope you guys... Uh, are excited because it's a way to help out the ministry. It's a way to help out me. Uh, I'm I invest a lot of money into the podcast, and it'll be nice to be able to. It's nice to be able to uh, be able to put something out there where people can actually have like a tangible item and spread the Grace Nation, spread the Grace Nation uh, motive and 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 logo and and mission out there. So, guys, I am pumped. I'm so pumped. And I hope you guys are as well. Also, the prices are pretty good. The prices aren't crazy. I try to make it as cheap as possible. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, with all that being said, I have a fun story for you guys. A while ago, actually last year, I was able to go see RC Sproul speak. Now, if you know anything about me, I, I don't share this a lot, but I have a specific journal. Like I have a, I have a book 
that I have I have a list of names in this book and this is basically my pastor bucket list. They're pastors that I want to hear speak, they're pastors that I want to meet, they're pastors that I want to be around. They're people that I know, they're people that I don't know, they're people that are well known, they're people that aren't well known all in this book. And RC Sproul was in this book. And now if you if you don't if you know anything about RC Sproul, unfortunately last year he had passed away and I had the opportunity to go to the Reformation 500 event about a year ago in October and he was one of the keynote speakers. He was actually like the keynote speaker. And it, it was really awesome. He he is just I was he was sick and and he was, you know, he didn't have a lot of time left when I had gotten to go see him. Now we didn't know that at the time. But he actually had to be carried onto the stage. Like two men carried him up the stairs of the stage because he didn't just didn't have the strength to walk up the stairs. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, I know what he sounds like. He usually has this really booming voice. And I was just assuming that he wouldn't have a booming voice simply because he's sick. Like, like if you're sick, you're weak. Like you're not going to be able to punch your voice that well. And he got up there and he walked up to the microphone and I kid you not, he almost knocked me over. He got up there and he was like, let me tell you what the gospel is. And he, 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 he just about knocked me over and I was just in awe. So I whipped out my notebook and I have a page on here. Uh, it's about, it's about four pages in and it, it's titled, what is the gospel by RC Sproul. And it was RC Sproul's last sermon and I, 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 that, that's kind of my inspiration for today's episode. I'm kind of getting into this like heretic kick and I really want to talk about heresy. I even think on the podcast last week, I mentioned, Hey, we're going to be talking about heresy soon. So get ready. And I really do want to talk about heresy and I want to talk about heretics and how, how, how to spot them and how to know what heresy is. And I figure that for us to know what heresy is, we have to know what the gospel is, Right. And there's this, there's this awesome, it's not even an illustration. This is just a true story. When, when the government is teaching people how to identify the fake, like fake money, like counterfeit money, when the government's teaching people how to identify counterfeit money, they don't show them the counterfeit money. They show the person the, the dollar bill and they make that person study the dollar bill and know everything about the dollar bill. Like you have to know everything. You have to know when you hold it up to the light, what do you see? When you, when you hold it on a desk, what do you see? Like where are the curves? What angle are the curves at? You have to know everything about the dollar bill so that when a fake dollar bill is presented to you, when a counterfeit is presented to you, you know that it's different than the one that you studied and you can identify it, boom, that it's a counterfeit. And so instead of I, instead of studying the counterfeits first, instead of instead of studying the heresies first, I figure there's no better way than to start this little series that I'll do. It'll probably be a two-week, three-week series on what heresy is. There's no better way to start it than to familiarize ourselves with the gospel. Because if we know what the gospel is, if we if we study the gospel and we're rooted in the scriptures and we and we know what we're talking about when it comes to the gospel then when someone says something that is counter to the gospel that is counter to what we studied we will be able to identify it and say no that doesn't sound right you know that that's a little off i i don't i don't think that's right and so I want to dive into what the gospel is. And and this might seem so simple to a lot of Christians. You're like, Victor, 
man, why are you wasting your time talking about the gospel? Why are you wasting your time trying to tell me what the gospel is? I'm a Christian. I know what the gospel is. I would, I, I just want to ask you to kind of sit back, humble yourself first, you know, humble, be humble, but also sit back and, and just get ready for what I'm about to say, because I think there are a few things that, that we're going to discover today that, that are going to help open your eyes to what the gospel is and to maybe where you're not stepping out of the gospel, but you're just, you're just kind of unintentionally adding some things to it that that's not the gospel. We want to know what the gospel is. And, and so we're going, we're going to talk about that today. So I remember R.C. Sproul, he stands up on the stage and the first thing, the first thing he says, wait, I'm looking for it. Faith is the instrument in which people are justified. That's what he says. Faith is the instrument in which people are justified. I had to, I had to find it in my notebook. I quoted it and I was like, wow, like like he's so like like he's right like the, like it was just mind blowing and I knew this right faith is the instrument in which we're justified you're saved by faith or by grace through faith right like I knew that but you get up there and you start that and you're like I am justified by the faith that God gives to me because in that same passage you look in Romans five we are we are saved by grace through faith which is a gift from God so that grace and faith is a direct gift from the Father something that we are incapable of generating ourselves right it is a gift from God we are justified by the faith I am getting a ton of comments on Facebook and text so I'm sorry if you can hear. I'm sorry if you can hear the notifications, but I want to root ourselves in a passage in 1 Corinthians. The word gospel is only used a handful of times in the Bible, and it's kind of shocking. I was like, really? It's only used like four or five times? It is. It's only used a few times, and only one place in scripture do we get what I would say is, is, a, is a detailed description of in a single area, like a single passage where we get a detailed description of, of what like of what the gospel is. Like we get a definition here. Paul gives us a definition, and we find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So I'm gonna read a few verses to you, and we'll talk about them. So we'll start in verse one. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand. And by which you are being saved, if you hold fast the word I preach to you, unless you believed it in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what is also what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and into the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. I think here we get such a definition. We get such a glimpse into what the heart, into what the gospel at its core is is there's a lot of things that re- result as a product of the gospel right we read in james that works uh works without faith or whatever it is like faith without works is dead you know like we we see that like works is a product of 
believing the gospel. We know that, you know, I'll get into some of this later, but we know that, you know, social justice and the idea of justice is a result of the gospel, not, you know, connected directly to the gospel. We know that these things like good fruit is a result of believing the gospel. And so the gospel at its heart, what Paul's saying here is that that Christ was in Christ died for our sins according with the scriptures that he was buried and that he raised on the third day and then and then he appeared to not only Cephas and to the 12 but he also appeared to 500 brothers at one time now I'm not going to go on and say the fact that he physically appeared to other people is like the definition of the gospel. However, I do think it's crucial and I think it's important because this is the area in the New Testament where we're like, wow, Jesus physically appeared to tons of people. This is more of an apologetic statement than it is than it is um, like an, a, it's, it's more of a defense to Jesus resurrecting from the dead than part of his resurrection. And, and Paul says in verse 2 here, uh, you're being saved if you hold fast to the word that I preached to you unless you believed in vain. I found that also interesting because Paul knew that there were going to be people in, that, in Corinth, in that church, in that city, in that place, where people were going to believe in vain. So I think, I think we have to pull something from this verse, and this is where, this is where I want to root for, for kind of the remainder of the show. It's that the gospel is objective. The gospel does not change from person to person. The gospel, the gospel does not uh, kind of mutate for a specific person's circumstances. It doesn't change for your circumstances. The gospel is objective truth that is to be believed by by every person. Like like God's desire is for everyone to come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Now, unfortunately, we know that that's not going to happen. But we have to understand that the gospel is objective and it is the one and only route to Christ. We read in, I believe it's in Romans where, where it talks about, uh, no, not in, not in Romans. I, I'm, being, I'm crazy because Jesus said it. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is no other route to God. There is no other way to salvation. There is no other way to God outside of Jesus, which is which I would pair the gospel in there. Jesus proclaimed the message, and there is no other route to God outside of it. And so that's going to, we've, we've talked about some of this stuff on the podcast before, but that's going to bring up some, some harsh realities. It is. That means that there are going to be people there are going to be people who live life and never hear the gospel who are going to go to hell. That is the unfortunate reality of sin. It just is. I've had, I, I, I lead a group of freshman guys on, uh, on Sunday nights in our, and it's a small group uh, at the Summit Church. And I had one of them ask me, what happens if no one ever hears the gospel? And that's, it's such an unfortunate question to answer. But Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's only one way to the Father. There's only one way to God, and it is the gospel. If there was another way, if there was another route to access God, whether it be through our good works or just being innocent, if, if people who never heard the gospel 
died and went to heaven, then we would be doing them a disservice by preaching them the gospel. We should, as Christians, we should care about them going to heaven. And so we should never preach to them the gospel if that were the truth, but it's not the truth. The fact is that even though they'll never hear the gospel, they are still going to die and go to hell. If they went to heaven, we would be doing them a disservice by telling them what the gospel is. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it's the only route to God. The gospel is the only route to God. It is the objective truth. And so I think we have to sit there. I think if, if, if anything comes up that is contrary to or changes, it doesn't even have to be contrary. Paul Paul's writing to Timothy and he's, he, he warns Timothy of like false teachers, false people that are going to enter the church and they're going to deceive they might not even be teaching contrary doctrine. They might just be adding a little something here or there. They might just be taking away something here or there. And it might be so subtle that we might not even notice it. But it's contrary to the gospel. We read, I believe, I actually wrote a sermon on it. I think it's in Galatians. I don't want to say where it's at because I'm just not a Bible scholar. But but, but whoever's writing is talking about if, if anyone adds to the word of God, even an angel from heaven, let him be cursed. That's, that's showing us that the Bible is sufficient. The gospel is sufficient for our salvation. If even an angel from heaven were to come and change what we, what, what we knew about the gospel, then let that angel be accursed. Let him be condemned because of whatever he says is wrong. And so I think, I think when we know the gospel, it is easier for us to find the false, to find the false prophets, the false teachers. I'm going to take a sip of tea. Hold on one second. We will be able to, to know the false when we know the true. So, I, I mean, even when you're studying for a test and there's a true or false question, if you know the answer's true, or if you know the answer's false, it's not because you know all of the options for a false answer. No, it's because you know what the true answer is and you're reading the question and you're like, that's not right. Yeah, that, I'm great. That's a great example. I didn't even think of that. Um... This was this little conference that I went to with R.C. Sproul, Reformation 500. There's a bunch of other uh, speakers there, Sinclair Ferguson, Burke Parsons, uh, a lot of, of just qualified people who love the Lord. They, there was a question and answer time. And someone asked the question, what is the biggest attack on Christianity? Right now, what is the biggest attack on Christianity? And he was specifically asking in the context of America. And R.C. Sproul spoke up and he was like, the biggest attack on Christianity are Christians, in air quotes, who don't know the gospel because they are going out and teaching directly what is against, opposed, and opposed to what the actual gospel is. And it is hindering our ministry. And so I'll be honest with you. They're probably the most difficult people to reach 
people who are convinced that they know the gospel, people that are convinced that they love Jesus. I mean, we read in Matthew, Sermon on the Mount, right? I will have people that come before me, Lord, Lord, we did great things in your name. We cast out demons. We healed people. And God's going to look at them and say, depart from me, for I never knew you. That's probably the scariest passage in scripture, at least for me. But we have to understand that there are people out here who are proclaiming Jesus, who are quote unquote healing people, who are quote unquote preaching the gospel, what they would believe to be the gospel. And they have no relationship with Jesus. And and I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's our responsibility to love them. We have to love them. But we also, we also cannot allow their false teaching to go out unhindered. Like we have to, we have to put a stop to that false teaching because they are leading people through the gates of hell by the, by the thousands. And so back to my main point, when we know what the gospel is, when we have a deep understanding, when, when we, when our heart is transformed by the true gospel, anything contrary to it will be like, no, no, that doesn't sound right. That's wrong. You'll, when you understand the true gospel, you'll be able to see and detect the false ones. It doesn't mean you shouldn't train. You need to train, right? We have to have a deep understanding of the scriptures. We have, to have, we have to know who God is. We have to pursue God. And when we do those things, we'll, we'll be able to point out those counterfeits. So I hope that, that this was edifying. Like I said, I didn't want to just like preach the gospel. Like I wanted to talk about the gospel. And so I hope if you're, if you were that person before this podcast, you were like, I don't need the gospel. I'm a Christian. I hope you learned something. I hope you got something. The gospel's objective truth. We can, we can notice what's not true because we know the truth. And so I want to encourage you guys this week to be, to be in prayer, to be reading the scriptures. Right now I'm working through the book of Philippians and it's awesome. I'm doing a 14 day study, the book of Philippians. And it's just, it's really cool. It's actually something that the summit, uh, the summit staff is doing right now. And so they're, they're leading us through, we're doing like a little seminar thing. So I'm loving it. It's great. It's, it's really interesting and I'm learning a ton. I thought I knew the book of Philippians. I thought I knew the context. I thought I knew stuff. Well, my life is getting flipped. I am, I am learning a ton. So I just thought I'd update you guys on that. If you want to reach out to me, grace-nation.com. You can email me through that website and go check out the website. We have a ton of stuff on that website. Hold on. Hold on one second. My nose, if you can hear it, I'm sorry. My nose is just stuffed. Like it is stuffed to the brim and I have no idea why it's not even like allergy season. Anyways, grace-nation.com. You can check that out. We have tons of content over there. We have devotions, theology, blog. We have what you want. We have on that website. You should go check it out. We have a newsletter. Like I said, all that info is going to be in the show notes where you can go check that out. And then the store guys, the store, we're going to have t-shirts. We're going to have hoodies and we're going to have coffee mugs. So y'all need to go check that out because it's kind of awesome. And hoodies are great. And these hoodies guys, these hoodies are comfortable. These aren't like, these aren't like the cheap hoodies. Like these are the two toned like hoodies that you want to snuggle up in at night during the winter and fall asleep drinking tea because I'm an adult now. And those are the things that adults do guys. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble on for 
See, I can never time my podcast. I can only go by the bars. So thank you for letting me ramble on for 707 bars. You, I don't know how long that's going to be. Probably like 20, 25 minutes. Guys, you are, seriously, don't, don't take this lightly. You are beautiful. And you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care. And God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN Podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.